0: Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Brian LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra as Eli Sharp, and Della Borovic as Morgan Rawls. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Boarding Party has reached the bridge. Eli commanded the team as they moved. Atticus demonstrated his value as a door-opener extraordinaire. Morgan kept multiple pairs of eyes on their surroundings, and Valentine kept Kotov moving forward. What will happen now that they've discovered remnants of a cultist of corn, Or worse? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy.
1: From a colonial handbook, On what to do when you see the Star of Chaos. Star? What star? There's no star. You should go report to the nearest Imperium officer as soon as humanly possible. Trust us, everything will be fine. Just hum a pleasant tune and we'll take care of it. And you. You are staring down. Uh, a, a mark of, of blasphemy, uh, the uh, many pointed star of chaos, which if you're unfamiliar, think like if you dumped a uh, if you dumped a, a compass into a bucket of death metal and you pulled it out, that's kind of what you're getting. So it's uh, all of the points kind of on an axis plus the uh, diagonal axes with pointy pointy stu- like uh, arrows on the end. And again, just like fucking metal as hell. <laughs> um, but also, unfortunately, blasphemous, heretical, and scary as hell, uh, particularly in this big old abandoned hospital ship, uh, which is where you currently find yourselves. Uh, you are aboard the Mercy for the Pure uh, in search of the uh, beacon that's been sending out a distress signal uh, that was pinged off of the uh, the iron kestrel outside the uh, the sort of asteroid belt you're in. Um, you've been finding various disturbing things along the way, but none of them have quite added up to anything for you just yet. Uh, you know that uh, Kanehurst's ship, uh, his last sort of coordinates were the edge of this field, um, but beyond that, you haven't found any uh, evidence of the Inquisitor yet. Uh, so far, you've kind of breached and cleared your way through um, sort of the, the triage and the ER uh, on the east side of the ship uh, before storming the bridge. Um, so you kind of moved through the nice big... Uh, Sanctuary gardens before booting the door open, uh, and unfortunately finding, um, a, uh, a, a large, almost um, ferry or yacht style bridge so very wide, or like a cargo, large cargo vessel, very broad, uh, wide room, um, with uh, no one at the controls, uh, but a pile of skulls and a uh, a, a pointed star of chaos drawn in blood on the wall. Uh, alongside the words blood for the blood god, which is never really a thing you want unless you're, like, cornate in general, in which case, like, cool, great. It's like saying hello or live, laugh, love. So um, this is where you find yourselves, uh,
2: spooky ship, uh, and uh, I'll let you take it from here. Tom, is the captain's chair and terminal visible through the door? Like, is it a direct line from opening to captain's chair, or is it off to the side? Um, yeah. So looking in, um,
1: there's basically like, uh, there's no captain's chair per se. It's kind of like a large, long console um, that has uh, kind of an array of, of gears. There are two seats off to the side for navigators to plug into um, for, for astropathic purposes. Um, but uh, you really get the sense that this was kind of built in a time where they wanted someone to be barking orders personally uh, from uh, from the bridge console um in all likelihood this thing didn't fly very far very often it was likely um you can tell from the construction likely somewhere in the ballpark of a floating almost like a space like a cheap space station right you you kind of like fly the barge to wherever the barge needs to go and then you just plant it there and bring bring in your dead your dead dying and wounded um Beyond that is where you see the skull pile and the skulls um, against some of the, the there's like, uh, if you think about in Star Wars, there's always like the nice little command deck and there's all the, like the peons working the the computers and everything else. There's a full set of terminals up front for like, that are just like, you know, more hammer as hell uh, with all sorts of gears and knobs and, and consoles and everything else. That seems to be where a lot of the work would be done, but by servitors and sort of lower ranking folk. Um, so you could still have a captain in a nice captain's outfit. Walking around and glad handing people, which is likely what they were doing. Honestly, think like Hugh Laurie in uh, Avenue, whatever the fuck the space <laughs> show was, just like they're there to be the captain, not necessarily the the captain. Um, like it's short of having a giant nautical wheel, but not by much. So um, you can see where the captain though would would likely operate from, if that's kind of your your question. Uh, there's Perfect. also no movement in here. It is. Uh, very empty aside from uh, the
2: skills and things. Also, you're just in the doorway, so. Uh, Valentine will stride into the room uh, and bring the rest of the team with him and say, Eli, if you don't mind, I'll assume operational command. Uh, uh,
0: uh, y- yes, sir. Eli's surprised by this, but not going to argue.
2: All right. Eli, take Kotov over to where the captain's station is. We need access. Pull the records. You will under- You will recognize, excuse me, anything that came from Kanehurst, And we need control of the life support systems immediately. And he'll just hand Kotov over and just be, Morgan, I require your bird to be outside keeping an eye on whatever will be coming in for us. If these skulls are here and gravity is still active along with the life support systems and the threat is not removed, I would like you to be inside the door some way so that if something appears, you can fire at it and bring it towards us. Odds are we are facing something rather large and singular in intention. The odds of seeing multiple cornate cultists living on a ship of any length of time without killing each other is tremendously minimal. Atticus, you and I will stand on either Side of this doorway here, hidden, ready to lash out. You punch high, I'll stab low. If it's something big and nasty, hopefully that'll take it out. Cora, if you could do me a favor, please stomp that collection of skulls over there and burn that off the wall as silently as possible. Then join Morgan. And she like is
1: legitimately shaken um by this, uh, largely because, like, as someone who deals in Xenos, there's I think like you can almost see reflected on on her features like. The Xenos thread is is weirdly kind of understandable. It's kind of like being, you know, attacked by a wild animal. It's just like, sure, there are scary, natural things out in space that are bad. Chaos is a whole other beast. Um, but as soon as you give the order, um, she just, like, nods at you, strides forward. and There's, like, just a, almost a beat of hesitation before she starts stomping. Not in, like, a I don't want to do this, but in, like, <laughs> a what happens? Do ghosts come out? <laughs> um, so, those are your orders. Everyone's gonna see the thing. Great. So, oh, yeah, is-
0: yeah, It's like Eli. There is no hesitation once he's given an order. Now, fuck. Yeah. No, he's gonna- he's like he's like vice grip on Kotov's arm, marching him.
2: Uh, and Valentine would also vox uh, to the the Marnie song to just tell them to like everyone who's not on the bridge, get the fucking biggest gun you have and just go hold the portal and the airlock that'll get us back in. And then he just goes and takes position. Everybody's got a job and he trusts him to do the fucking job. So he's yep. he's going to go fair enough. F- yeah, tactically the, high. The
3: only addition that I would have for Morgan is she would definitely put Toby out and get it, have him be up in a good area that he can get a oversight of the entire open area and keep an eye out. And she would also be taking bullets out of one of her belts and replacing all the bullets in her gun with better bullets because she has different types. Oh. Yes. So she's going to just be like, all right, <laughs> and then set up where she's supposed to. Yeah. Nice.
4: Right.
1: So, uh, Cora strides forward and, uh, stomps the skulls, uh, and they, um, shatter immediately. Like, one, one proper boot through, um, there's like a puff of dust, uh, and, Hmm. uh, the, uh, the the bones shatter. And she kind of like looks down in surprise, and then pulls her pistol, and like, aims it at the floor, um, kind of, uh, in a, I, I fucked around and I don't particularly want to find out kind of kind of situation. Um, Toby is transmitting visuals to you, Morgan. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you roll me perception? We're going to say difficulty. Um, I'm going to say three because it's a large space. Okay. Um, and using your Toby stats because it's... I
3: was going to ask if yeah. it's Toby, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's
1: see. And I don't see any... I don't have any particular need for... Uh, setbacks or advantages. Um, I believe our count is one in three in my favor, if I'm not mistaken. Four in your favor. Four in my favor. My goodness. In that case, I am going to jack
2: this up a little bit because I'm nice. Okay. He's giving uh, it back to us on, theoretically, a low stakes roll. I saw Tyler's look like, what the fuck is this being nice? <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the ver- Nice always comes with a punishment. That's <laughs> fucking these beautiful points. Get the carrot yeah. and the stick.
3: Yeah, <laughs> You <laughs> know, I'm trying to see if there's anything I could do about this. Is like a straight,
2: straight oh, um, cross roll. Tom, could there be some advantage because Morgan would also be scoping out the central hall? Uh, so she'd have her own I eyes from a, a different angle.
3: Rifle with a sniper scope too. Yeah.
1: Okay. So yeah. So Morgan, would you be actively scanning as you move forward as well, or are you just like in a sniper position?
3: I'm thinking she would probably be in a sniping position while the bird goes out first. And not, not moving both of them at the same time, basically. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, I'll give you one boost. Um, okay. I don't think it's a particularly effective way to look for things. Um, and you're getting a lot of inputs. But I will absolutely grant that peering down a scope and actually having a presence in the room um, mm-hmm. is is good. But, uh, you know, it's it's that classic, like, you know, <laughs> Metal Gear yeah. thing where it's like, it's hard to clear rooms with a sniper rifle. Um, yeah.
3: That's true. But yeah, so we're doing we're doing double duty. But I cause I think that's generally how she snipes too, is that she's actually seeing both at the same time because she has the mm-hmm. wide view from Toby and a sniper view from her own eyes. Yeah.
1: That's like really cool and I imagine he's exhausting.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> As someone who watches like a screen while I type, like uh, usually like a movie or TV show on. I can only imagine mm-hmm. actually like, oh, and I need to target. Oh, also this thing is like looking around <laughs> in rapid bird motion, like yeah. This exactly. is moving
2: into really cool Boba Fett territory, who in the old <laughs> canon had 360 degree cameras on his helmet so he could see oh. in all directions, but it took massive training to be able to use. Somebody stole a suit and they basically were like, I'm fucking blind in here. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly.
2: Jodo cast. Mm. Yeah.
3: Exactly. I think for Morgan, it would be the opposite at this point. She would have trouble functioning without being able to see twice at the same time. all oh. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to roll it and see what yeah. happens. Do it up. <laughs> Ooh, one success, two advantages. Fuck Toby, yes, my boy, he yes. he's always so nice. Yes.
1: Yeah. So in um, scanning the room, it's really one of those like massively uncomfortable, seemingly infinite stretch of times where literally nothing happens. Yep. Like you're just watching, and there's there's like no movement. There's not enough atmosphere for you know like paper to blow through it or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just stillness and having played a lot of horror games where I'm like maybe something spooky is going to happen so I just like kind of stand in the corner and I'm like okay and then yep. nothing happens and it's like oh no this is somehow worse <laughs> <laughs> um, you just get that that sort of horrible in space no one can hear you scream mm-hmm. like thing that alien the first alien is so good at setting up where it's just like or like event horizon or any dead space where it's just like big Echoey, empty, silent space, uh that you're seeing through two lenses. That said, you are pretty jazzed that there's no like fucking chaos cultist running down the hall with a knife or anything. So, you know, small, small wins in the green darkness.
3: We'll the take it. Well, all right. I'm just finish to stay on position, keep four eyes open.
1: <laughs> Great. All right. Uh so meanwhile, back on the bridge. So Atticus and Valentine, you're like prepped at the door
2: behind Morgan, who's gone
1: out out into
2: the world, correct? Uh, so the rough idea was Morgan and Cora stay inside, Bird is outside, and then if something big or nasty is there, Morgan and Cora can shoot it, it'll run towards them, and the moment it comes through the door, it gets power fist from one side and power sword from the other. I so see, if it's I big see. and nasty, there's like a crunch at the door. Yeah, so yeah. just that jackass slapping hand, but for murder. <laughs> yes, for the Emperor. Yeah, yeah. For the mm. <laughs> slap for the emperor.
5: Um, Atticus is also going to um, swap in some special ammunition, actually, in his yeah. little sidearm that he carries, his revolver. It's going to load in some dum-dum ammo. Yeah. That's our name. That's the name yeah. of our network. Oh. We did it. It does <laughs> Tidal drop. extra damage to unarmored people. So he's uh, assuming hey. that some civilians have been led astray and he will put them down that much faster. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep, and for just for fluff, mine are now expander rounds, so they just oh do more damage.
2: <laughs> God, it's nastier. Also, also carrying a bolt pistol, which just fires explosive rounds to begin with. There's no upgrades, but there's no yeah. downgrades. It just yeah. does its job.
1: I don't want to know what an expanding round with 40k technology is like, because it's got to be so fucking ugly. Like, <laughs> I don't think like they don't build elegant weapons, right? So, no. yeah. It's like a nail little bellows
3: It's like
0: we're talking about weapons. Eli has his combat, his one handed combat shotgun out, and he has his chain axe like the. Um, uh, I wouldn't say it's in the sheath, but it's like the. He has like a protective kind of thing over it, like yeah, a sure. cover over it. That is now off. That,
4: that is makes ready sense. to, nice. yep.
2: he's ready to fucking. The safety is off.
4: Yes, yeah. precisely.
2: Valentine, power sword in one hand and he's just watching his aspects in the other in case anything's, mm. he can sense movement or some shit. Totally. We're okay.
0: fucking ready, Tom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you are, you are, you've done a phenomenal job. Of securing
1: the space I have established has nothing threatening in it aside from the skulls and writing.
0: Not and now the skulls yet. are gone. Not. So you're just, yet.
1: just scared of fonts, <laughs> uh, which I get. Um, luckily, it's not an HD Too remake, so it's not in Comic
2: Sans. <laughs> Greetings, fellow servants of the Emperor. It is I, Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, and I am here to call you to step forward and serve the Emperor as part of his immortal and blessed host. It's a great day for you to join a Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash dumdumdice is the perfect place for you to fund our little forays into saving, let's just say, the golden throne and all of humanity. Now, I know the thing that you're wondering is, what's in it for me? because, and I mean this as pleasantly as possible, you're absolute heretical scum. What I'm hoping for all of you is that you can redeem yourselves by receiving ad-free feeds where you are no longer plagued by random temptation, but instead can focus your attention purely on the Emperor. You can gain this ad-free feed for only $5 a month and receive other feeds as well to other alternate realities if you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. It's for the Emperor and we'll save your souls.
1: Okay, so you've sent, uh, um, uh, I believe, Eli and Gideon to the um, uh, to the terminal, uh, and Gideon is like uh, he's doing like the the Wallace and Gromit finger curl <laughs> bit where he's just like he's thrilled because this is old tech it's not xeno's tech but it's definitely shit he doesn't get his hands on very often and that is like a, a a delight to him as well as a bit of a fascination um and uh he just says oh uh <laughs> hello beautiful <laughs> uh i so rarely get to uh see something of of your vintage well let's uh <laughs> let's open you up and uh well let's uh you know see um see see what you're doing huh all right all right, let's, let, let let's see what's going on. Um so he flips up a panel and he digs in and starts like doing his whole like weird inspector gadget finger thing where like clicks in a bunch of um ports and terminals. Uh and it is it is like dusty in there as well. Like clearly the um that this hasn't been disturbed in in some time. Um that said, uh there is current. Um and he just uh turns around and he says, Oh, uh so. We, we were correct the uh, the subsystems seem to be running at uh, at minimal power which is uh, very odd because there's no uh, <laughs> there's no proper generator running but there's current coming through a generator um,
0: what does so that the, mean
1: well and it like taps his foot on the ground and then Tom looks directly into Laura's eyes and says there's minimal gravity as you can tell Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, he says, uh, and uh, obviously, there's some degree of uh, of atmosphere, but um, also the uh, the amplifiers up here—they're uh, they're pinging that signal out, uh, but it's not originating from here. It's it's being transmitted from somewhere else in the ship, and then just cast through up front here. They basically—it's uh, it's like someone kept uh, you know they 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 started up their their war buggy, um, but then just had it kind of putting there in, in a parking spot, you know. Then we're ready to like drive out and cause a ruckus yet so something is is given to these machines some power um and uh I guess something wanted it to be cozy
0: wait so wait where's the power coming from speak and, uh, plainly
1: he just like shrugs and literally tries to do like a uh, like almost like a gym take or like a why me worry, but there's no, like none of you are on his side or looking at him. You're all waiting yeah. to get murdered by chaos. So it just kind of does it to nothing for an obnoxious amount of time. Uh, as only the truly unfunny who desperately wish to be funny can do uh, <laughs> before turning back to you and um, saying uh, it, it's, it, it, the, there's, there's, there is electrical current coming out of the generator, but the generator is not active. So, uh, I don't know what to tell you, but... um,
0: Chaos, shit.
1: I mean, maybe. Let's not jump to any conclusions, you know, wall art notwithstanding.
0: All right, then what are the possibilities?
1: Well, uh, all it would take is some current. Like, something might just be plugged in down there, uh, feeding electricity through.
2: Or it could be warp power. That's also entirely, like, you know, chaos. felt... Valentine would chime in over the Vox from where he's standing and just say two questions can you get us a map to this location and of the ship in general are there any log well I guess three any logs that matter and is it possible for you to cut the gravity from where we are um and uh
1: he uh says uh yeah I, I can uh I can definitely get you a, a basic map that's that's totally fine uh in terms of ships logs um the data is uh, is badly badly corrupted. I could probably parse it out on, uh, you know, back on the song there with with my full lab, but there's not much I can do here. We we should definitely extract it though. And he like, he, he basically he can just like yank some boards out and just put them in his chest cavity, and bring them with us. It's just <laughs> like, he's basically like it, it. If you if your question is is there anything recent in the
2: log, there isn't. This thing has been inactive for a long time. Cool. Uh, I think Valentine would just say, yes, extract everything you can. Yeah, I give you full permission to have two minutes to loop this place as long as it's not too loud. Okay, he's like, all right, uh, I'll tell you what, because
1: um, I like you. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can strong arm my way into the most recent file before we rip this thing out. Sound good? Excellent. All right, so um, I'm going to roll a... I think, um, as we've discussed before... Um, this is more of a one of you commanding Kotov and using his skills thing. So Eli, we're gonna use your stats for this because you're sure. the one like overseeing what he's doing. Um this is a ship based thing. So I feel like it's probably intellect. Um, but I'm willing to take arguments.
0: I mean Eli approaches everything with Brawn. Come on.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, or
2: we could look at this as like Kotov's good at that. So we could take something Eli's good at and pretend it was a Kotov stat. So it's like, yeah, oh, he's so good at So the with Kotov tech.
1: stat is going to bump stuff regardless. I just oh, want a cool. base stat from Eli. And it doesn't need to be your best stat. It's literally just like you're the one who's, who's with him, you're the one who's commanding him. So that's the base stat. I will say, okay, his stats I guess are very use. good. So you're fine. I
0: guess tech use.
1: Great. So let's take your tech use. What is your tech use?
0: uh two green one yellow
1: okay so um let's have you roll this cuz that's always more fun than me rolling dice okay um you said you have two green one yellow so that yep. means that is your intellect one or your tech use is one
2: uh
0: my intellect is 3 a tech use i have one rank
1: okay so it's going to be um three yellow two green for oh, Kotaro's okay. skills, so your three intellect and then his tech use. Lovely. Um, so I'm going to give us collectively, I guess, a setback. Um, for the time, like the strong arming, yeah. um, this is going to be a difficulty of three. Okay. There's no immediate danger, so it's not like you're doing it under pressure. It's just things are bad. Uh, I am going to spend a story point to upgrade it.
3: Yeah, righty. Uh,
1: because there's a lot of I'm imagining like when he says the data is corrupted it's not just that like the data is bad it's also that there's like I don't know if you've ever like seen an old motherboard or something that's just like grotty as hell um <laughs> just grotty as hell in there it's no good no one's taken compressed air to it in a long time <laughs> um I think and I'll give uh give us a bonus for Kotov's uh mechanicus tools because he's got the right okay boost to do this yes i'm sorry cool i think that's it anybody else want to make an argument for anything that feels about right to me
0: yeah Mm -hmm. let's do this
1: dope let's roll
0: rolling uh one success three advantages
1: okay great um so we'll say that the advantages go um we'll just bump let's bump a, a friendly dice um to you can assign a dice uh, to to someone like a boost dice, who would you like to assign the dice to?
0: Oh, me. Uh, yeah. Just uh, play
1: DM for a hot second. It's fine.
0: Oh, oh. <laughs> um, uh, the power. Big uh, Valentine. Yeah. All
1: right. So the advantage yeah. goes there. Um, with the one success, that's enough to kind of break into the the, the last log. Um. And, uh, Kotov kind of like, you, you can see his, his goggles like spin briefly as he kind of like cracks through the data. And then he just starts ripping out motherboards because you told me he had like three minutes. And as he's jamming them into pockets and like secret hmm. compartments in his chest and like robe pockets in his like <laughs> leather jacket, um, he, uh, he says, uh, well, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting, uh, interesting story. Seems that, uh. Their final log was a series of de- distress signals, um, as well as uh, some um, regret, and I think some reservations about fending off the uh, the invading chaos force. Uh, seems they were in a live battle zone, and uh, well, those guys, and he points at the the star, that uh, came a-knocking, and it seems that the Imperium had already uh, gone a-walking, as it were, so... Uh, you know, not the best odds for a bunch of invalids and their doctors. That said, uh, this record is old. It's as old as this ship, so there's that. Rip, rip, rip. Pocket, pocket, pocket. (laughs) Gold bloom, gold bloom, gold bloom.
2: All righty, so Tom, do we get a map out of this to know yep. where we're going? Great. Uh, and does do we have the ability to affect the gravity system? Oh uh, no, you do not. <sighs> and that's tremendously unfortunate. But we will take victories where we can. Uh, he'll send the map out to everybody who has a data slate or any other sort of mechanical system. So Morgan, yeah. you would have it, and Toby, i have an aspects, sure, could be so tracked like, on it. Beautiful. Mashing, so we get the inbuilt yeah. aspects there. Um, and then it's just. On, on to the next source. From what Kotov we've collected. will uh, will say that
1: um, there has been some tinkering. Um, the like the gravity has been essentially like the the switches and things that would normally control it on the chipboard have been melted and resoldered mm. and are rerouted. So like there was some tinkering. It's not just like magically. It's not controllable from from the bridge despite how little else has changed up here that does and that tracks with the power that's coming through it also tracks with the signal being wire transmitted through um, through the broadcasting beacons up here. So um, you now have schematics of the ship um, I have sketches that I'm not going to send you because I wrote stuff on them. <laughs> Um, but basically I think why the it's way- an empty ship, Sorry. Okay, an empty ship. Yeah, <laughs> totally. uh, there's no more rooms it's just a hallway um, uh-huh. I got real lazy um, Make it's just open an space yeah. we
0: can see everything it's fine yeah. Great.
1: Um, so I know I kind of described things from the outside before uh, I think the way we'll basically treat this is um, I'll tell you I'll give you a quick rundown of what you're seeing on the ship again um, now that you have this information because I can give you rooms which is new Um, And then basically, I think the way we'll treat it is if if you're like, I want to go try and find X, you have a map so I can just be like, cool, it's located here. And this is how far away it is and the the kind of journey you'll have to take to get there. Does that work for everyone? Yep.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: You can literally think of the main floor that you're on right now of this ship as like a massive, massive, long rectangular hallway. It's a more complex shape than that, but just for visual sake. Let's go with that. Um, you're on the bridge, which is the southernmost tip of uh, the main floor of the ship yeah. uh, with the two gun batteries um, as well as the, uh, the bridge. Um, heading north from here, there's the Sanctuary Gardens, which is a large respite for uh, people recovering. Uh, on the left and right of the Sanctuary Gardens are two mirrored um, sort of wings of uh, an ER room, a triage room, and a crash pad. You came in through the one to the east. Um, The one to the west, you'll remember, the triage section and the crash pad section uh, had been blown off, um, presumably in some form of conflict somewhere along the way. Right. Um, Just north of those, still outside the body of the ship, are massive circular landing platforms. You can think of them like uh, a hospital helipad. You chose not to come in through those, um, but they're very much like The crash pad is literally like drop, quick, shutter falls down, take someone out. These are more like land, put up some atmosphere, stretchers come out, people can limp off the ship, Mm. etc. Now we're getting to the areas that you haven't explored at all or haven't seen any of. So beyond the sanctuary gardens to the north, there's a similar set of doors, the one you just came through. Um, that separates uh, sort of the sanctuary area and some of the immediate sort of uh, emergency triage spaces um, from rehab and recovery. So there are two kind of um, wings within this. And again, when I'm saying wings, not ship wings, just like yep. large room full of shit. Uh, so there's a rehab room and a recovery room. Um, there are uh, two um, elevator compartments um just beyond that and again like logically you're kind of following the flow of like when you walk through a hospital it is kind of like the healthiest people are closest to the outside and then the further in you get like the more serious the conditions are um beyond that uh basically attached to the landing pads are um two surgery preps so if you're not coming in through triage but you're actually getting prepped for surgery and then beyond that there's a a quadrant of uh, operating theaters. So these are massive multi-person operating theaters. It's not like the old Victorian like large room with a single slab in the middle. It's very much like a 40K more like a honestly a Star Trek med bay where there's just a bunch of available tables with a bunch of uh, horrific presumably mechanicus arms and shit Mm -hmm. um, for doing more complex things than the the rooms you just came through. As you recall you came through triage and ER um, the rooms had been stripped of gear, um, mostly. There was still some things kicking around. Um, but the operating theaters would be more for like, oh, we actually need to install a robot leg on you. Okay, let's do that. As opposed hmm. to, oh, we need to cut off and cauterize your leg. So on and so forth. Um, below that, um, the lower decks are where a lot of the storage areas are. Um, the lower deck is a geographically large space but a much simpler space um directly beneath you at the southern end uh, there is the head doctor's quarters and the captain's quarters as well as um, the staff quarters um, so the captain and head of surgery like the head doctor get like nice fancy rooms everyone else gets kind of like large staff bunks um it would also seem that there is a um um, in kind of one of the alcoves up here, there is a like a lift that can take you down uh, to that floor from here. Beyond that is the engine room, which takes up kind of the bulk of the space under the sanctuary gardens. Um, it's a little bit north of that, so I guess like the rehab recovery space as well, mm-hmm. but like it's a sort of a massive central engine room situation. To the left and right of that are massive, um, large, almost like cargo pods, but they're they're big and they're essentially the uh, onboard warehouse of what I've listed very famously on my map is drugs and such um, mm. and general supplies. So everything you would need to keep a hospital ship functioning medically and everything you would need to support that um, from a supply perspective. Um, in the southernmost part of the ship, before you hit the, the massive engine block, do you mean uh, northern uh, most? I'm sorry, the south? northern, yes, yes, yes sorry. Um, at the northern end of the ship um, before the kind of like massive engines, uh, there is uh, what is uh, denoted as a specialty lab. Uh, so this is very much like Warhammer has some interesting characters about and sometimes you need to repair a space marine instead of a human. What do you do then? Sometimes the poor fleshy bits inside a dreadnought get a little bit fucked up and you got to like, do surgery on that um it's essentially just a likely a more advanced more kind of secret space um that is is available um at the the furthest end of the ship um so that is what you're getting um from the map i will say it's not like an active cool video game map that's showing you exactly the state of it it is like an old it's a digital map but it is like you know, when you're in a hotel, and it's like you're here. Fire escape is here. Like, it's very much yeah. a static image. So, you know that a couple of those wings are missing, but they are very much still present on the map, which suggests that there could be a, more damage to the ship that you're just not
2: currently aware of. So, the power source that has been discovered by Kotov is in the engine room. I assume that'd be his guess, because essentially, like the way you should be thinking of this
1: is things that are wired to that to the central generator are getting power but the central generator is not on Mm -hmm. so something is providing power through the systems of the ship as you would expect it just isn't what should be doing it like it's the equivalent of being like i know where the battery is in this thing but i know that the battery is dead but for some reason the thing is
2: powered what do All right, so I'm thinking our best course of action would be to advance to the rehab room or recovery room, which is over top of the engine room. Perhaps Atticus could, one might say, open a door to the downstairs, at which point we could have Toby fly down and see if there is anything worth seeking out before we search for, I mean, before we, A, move off the floor where our exit is, uh, and B, search for ladders and such and put ourselves in incredibly cramped spaces. Does anyone have a better plan than this one?
6: Well, I don't know if it's a good idea right here and now, sir, but I would just like to say that uh, I think at some point we should be requisitioning a fleet to come through here and put this vessel to final rest, blast it out of space, now that it's been defiled and corrupted. Agreed. On our way out, if it's possible, we'll see if our ship is strong
2: enough to... tug it, for lack of a better term, into a collision course with the surrounding asteroids. Otherwise, we will make a report to the Inquisition to have it scuttled.
6: It's too bad, sir. Quite unfortunate that these... monsters came through here. Agreed. The one thing we can hope... And the one
2: thing that we can always have faith in is a chance for vengeance is always right around the corner. Oh, I like that, sir. It's one of your specialties, and it's one of my great joys. Eli, Morgan, any concerns?
0: No, we just all need to remember that we prepared for boarding actions on our own ship. But this is unfamiliar territory. So sure reminder to stay vigilant and expect the unexpected at all times.
1: Oy, oy. Eli, this ship is probably really fucking frustrating to you as well because it's not built efficiently. Like yeah, it's, it's built stupid. for rest and respite. <laughs> and like, it's just not... Nothing is where it should be. nothing's secure to bulkheads engineering's a fucking too far
0: away from the engines. It's ridiculous
1: <laughs> yeah um cool so um assuming then you're just kind of like packing up the bridge um did you want to investigate the gun the gun situation at all? It's
2: okay if uh, you know. they're aimed off the front of the ship and they're they're too big for us to be able to lug them around yeah right? oh yeah, they're not like carryable. But not portable
5: cannons. I mean, can we ensure that they don't function? I mean,
2: is that, is that like a Tyler it? question? or Is that an Atticus question?
5: It's not an Atticus question. It's it's is, <laughs> is like from the bridge. Is it possible for us to like sabotage the guns now, yep, knowing absolutely. that we've got two tugs with massive laser blasts on them? Uh, yeah, from a big space gun. Uh, so.
1: Now that we've established that there are just fucking cables hanging out for ripping, um,
5: do you want to go in there and, and rip some some cables out? Yeah, yeah. Atticus would just make his actions known instead of just flip out and start ripping cables out. <laughs> yeah. He would just, he would say, uh,
6: you know, um, we found those two tugs out there in space with massive laser blasts on them, sir. And now that we know that this vessel has been corrupted, I'd like to make sure that those guns are inoperable if we're gonna have our ship outside or any other imperial forces out there that is an excellent thought Eli I believe you were a master of
2: arms of some kind perhaps you could use Atticus's strength and your skill set to disable these weapons
6: rather quickly
0: indeed and Eli pulls out his chain axe
6: where do I start
0: all right let me show you and and Eli's just gonna like <laughs> like it's like this panel here. <laughs> punch. Smash! Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. This is this is like the nice version of the previous ship where you know the whole thing was going to explode and it was like a, a panic situation. This is, oh, this is essentially like it's built for war zones, but it's almost a civilian ship. The guns are not like they're big and they're powerful, but they're you know. They're not well-installed. They're just plugged into walls and yeah And, and Eli like,
0: would also be uh, looking for um, uh, anything in- indicative of uh, the guns being able to be operated from somewhere other than the bridge, like to be able to receive commands from somewhere else.
1: Cool. Uh, I'm going to take a tech use or perception for that.
0: Um, uh, I think tech use.
1: I think so, too. Yeah. Um, okay. So go to tech use. Um, I'll give you a, your, your standard stock standard boost for being Eli sharp, thinking about ships. I really Hell do feel yeah. like, like you're that person who like, <laughs> if you had a magazine subscription, it'd be like ships and things. It was like every month. It's like, oh, I haven't seen that one before. Ah, It's a double place for the gun ports. Um, so yeah, uh, you get one for the ship. Um, I think, honestly, one for Atticus because if you have any questions about paneling, you don't have to work. He can just literally rip chunks yeah. off the wall so you can see what's inside.
0: Yeah, uh, well, let's see where the cables are going to. Yeah, like you're not like from. knocking
1: around looking for studs. He's just ripping wall yeah. off and be like, it's there. Yeah. Um, so, okay, great. So you got that. Um, I'm going to give you one setback for this being a non-standard, like it, this is in yeah. theory a manned terminal. Um, so if it has been done, it's it's some kind of jerry-rig that might be harder to identify. And I think we're going to say difficulty of two. You're doing a task that is like low stakes and there's not much danger. Yeah. I am uh, not going to spend a story point on this because okay. I'm not that nice.
0: <laughs> um... I am, because I'd really like to not blow us up.
1: Honestly, it's, uh, you know, I, I respect it. it. It's strange. I mean, I thought getting blown up was the whole point, but.
0: Yeah. Let's not let's not cause Atticus to lose an arm. Uh, okay, I'm gonna roll. <laughs> After we went through that whole adventure of finding out how he got his arm just to lose it two episodes uh, later.
1: Case file Atticus 2, uh-oh, it happened again. <laughs> yeah. Oh
0: no. You're not gonna
1: believe this. <laughs>
0: You're probably wondering uh, <laughs> how
1: I got myself into this situation Like, as you're like mid-explosion.
0: Yeah. Uh, one success, three advantages.
1: Yeah, all right. So uh, you can assign a dice again and um, yeah, this is an easy, a fairly easy thing. It has been rigged uh, to fire remotely. Um, mm. So that's concerning. Uh, and I think if you, like upon discovery, you probably like wave over Gideon and he just points with one of his mechanical fingers and like, clicks from being reverse hinged to like a correct finger hinge (laughs) and he says uh yeah 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 that's just uh it's uh it's just like the the communications it's uh they're 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 all plugged into something uh yeah and he like kind of like goes over and and gives it like kind of examines it and he says yeah you could uh you, you could you could spin these bad boys up uh it, I don't think they'd fire at full strength necessarily, but you could you could fire them. Could we
6: prevent that from happening? Oh yeah, yeah, no,
1: you 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 you. No, far be it for me.
6: Just uh, rip, you know, rip away, uh, uh, Colonel. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just want to make sure. Based on what you're saying, you talk really weird, and I I don't like. Thank it, you, but you're saying. That someone could use these guns from not here, and I'm saying, can we stop that from happening?
5: Yes, yeah, yeah. You can just tear tear stuff out of the walls. Just this just right here, yeah. This, yeah. And I'll yep. just <laughs> reach into the wall and just pull the shit out. Uh, I mean, it, it,
1: less would have been fine too. But um, who might argue with the artist? You know, and like pats you on the arm. Don't touch me. <laughs> All right.
0: I think I'll uh, Eli will. <laughs> Eli slash I will I'll pass the uh, boost on to Atticus
1: great so easy to repeat on the other side uh it's the, the same the same situation over there um so you disable both the guns um Sweet. without too much difficulty uh, they're not powered up which helps um so yeah <laughs> you, you basically just like rip out anything that's attached to the ability to fire and um uh, you kind of reconvene uh, on the bridge at the doors, and uh, Ryan, you'd said that uh, Valentine wants to bring everyone through to the rehab and recovery wing um, to find a way down. Is that yes, correct? kind of to
2: make a way down so they can drop Toby down to do some. scouting So there are for two him. elevators
1: mm-hmm. there, so there, there's yeah. a natural way down. Um, there is also a way down here. It's just like one of those, um, you know, those like tiny spiral. Like, rotini staircases, you know?
4: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, the,
2: so Valentine will approach Morgan because uh, the, there's a scout. And rather than having the scout wait until everybody's done doing loud smashing, uh, it's probably best to send things forward. Uh, and he would just walk over and say, Morgan, uh, would you believe it's best to send Toby down from here to advance through the ship and send Toby down closer to Or Is there another way you want to work? You and Cora are our scouts on this. Worst case scenario, you could both advance yourselves. And see what you could find before we bring, shall we say, the louder, heavier footed folk along with you.
3: Yes. Yeah, so Morgan would have in the meantime, while they stopped setting up in the doorway, she would have taken her sniper rifle and slung it back down to her hip and taken out her sidearm. So she's more mobile, ready to do that. She wouldn't carry the sniper rifle around. That was just like a setup situation. Um, And she would turn to Valentine. Yes, it probably would not be good to have so much noise in case there is something down there. I will take Cora and move forward and communicate with you on what I see.
2: Excellent. Uh, Would the use of an specs be of an assistance to you?
3: I already have one inbuilt to Toby's system, so it would be a redundancy for me.
2: This really is the most flexible team I've ever worked with. <laughs> Excellent. Take Cora, you have an asset, use it and continue. So, just so I understand,
1: then, um, we're, are we sending Toby down or are we sending Cora and um, Morgan down?
3: I'm thinking that Morgan would go with Cora and. Basically, Toby scouts out a little bit first and then they follow. So I think it would be if she would look for a hole or something to look down into first. But if the elevator is all they have, then maybe it's going in the elevator and taking Toby with. Sure. But I think just putting him a little bit first, but sending Scout Party out.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Did you mention uh, a spiral staircase, Tom? Yeah, I was going to say. So you have two yeah, possible maybe they do entry that. points yeah. uh, that you can head down. Um, so there are elevators by rehab and recovery and the surgeries. So basically, like, the place where logically you would need a lot of supplies brought up to you um, much, much, much deeper into the ship. So past the sanctuary gardens, past rehab and recovery, sort of in the... Sur- basically, uh, the simpler way of putting it, you've got, like, a north entrance and a south entrance. So to the north, through the rest of kind of the body of the ship, there are elevators. Um, up here with you, there are two little tiny spiral staircases that lead down from the bridge to the staffing quarters. So basically you can mm. think of those as like, if people just need to kind of get rest or if the you know the captain needs to fuck off for a bit, they're the easiest
2: ways for for them to do that. As someone who's lost an arm in a hostile elevator, Valentine is very hesitant to direct his team <laughs> into elevators they do not have control over wondering. and is s- strongly in support of taking the stairs. <laughs> also just good cardio. You know, it's it's a good it's a good way to play it.
1: Um, all right. So in that case, it sounds like um, Morgan and Cora are going to take these stairs to kind of just scout ahead a little bit. Um, I don't want to fully split the party, so it really will be like a leapfrog situation um all right so you you kind of gather yourselves near that uh roughly around the time that kotov is like ah yeah there's that. you just like rip that cord out (laughs) uh over in the background um and uh just before you go down um cora uh just kind of leans into you morgan and says um so the uh i was looking at that um that image that the the icon of uh, of Chaos, um, and she like almost doesn't say it. You know the way people say the Scottish play, or you know, he who Voldemort. shall not be named. Yeah, uh, Laura. That's like there's a strength. Um, uh, she almost doesn't add syllables, but kind of does because she's embarrassed. Um, and uh, she says, uh, I, I, um, I touched it, um, and. It's it flaked off. That blood is ancient.
3: Well that is good. We should hope that the power behind that is mostly gone, then. Do you have another question or can we proceed?
1: I just thought it was relevant scouting information that we shouldn't necessarily be worried, but what do I know, huh? And you can just see like any hint of camaraderie that she was beginning to feel towards you, fall away into professional iciness.
3: Morgan would turn completely over her shoulder and look Cora directly in the eyes and say, When you least expect it and you stop to worry, that is the moment you die. And then turn back to continue walking.
1: Uh, and, uh, Core just kind of takes a second with that and just kind of nods It says um, as you say um, and together the two of you uh, begin to stealthily make your way uh, sort of down the, the, the spiral staircase uh, with Toby I think probably not even flying but likely skittering across the ceiling um, ahead uh, you descend into darkness
0: this episode of The Valentine Heresy features Ryan APlant at the Ryan Apland on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra at E.L. Hamstring on Twitter as Eli Sharp, Del Porovic at Del Tastic on Twitter as Morgan Rawls, and our game master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter.
2: omg it's big nick D and things norma byers schrodinger's pepper guy edwards flea unit madre de Gatos. lady maiden melissa rain and jill and noel laplante if you want your name to be added to this list you can join our patreon too at patreon.com slash dumb dice thanks to them and a little bit of thanks to you
4: The Fable and Folly Network,
3: where fiction producers flourish.
4: The first thing you need to know about the Vega Sci Fi Adventure podcast is that you're not just listening to someone tell you a story, you are stepping into a world. And Vega Rex, the woman at the center of this saga, is currently sitting at the top of it. This is not by accident. For millennia, the country Vega calls home has been carefully honing the skills of its state-contracted killers, and these so-called holy warriors have gotten real good at taking down the world's worst criminals, or, as they would call it, cleansing. 400 kills into her career, Vega is the most decorated hunter there has ever been, and likely would have stayed that way if it had not been for him. An explosive encounter with a terrorist sets Vega on a path of revenge that is so thoroughly illegal that before this story is done, she will have risked it all. Life, limb, and love to satisfy her vengeance and keep her record of righteous kills perfect. My name is Ivoma Okoro, and I have so much more to tell you about this. Check out Vega, a sci fi venture podcast, anywhere you listen to them, because, baby, I'm just getting started.